Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Steve and Larson, don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, Our dark side of the ring plane ride from hell is going to be a review is going to be dropping tomorrow on our YouTube channel. Of course, we're podcasts can be found. We have some news and notes about the fallout of that episode, the very real world consequences uh, uh, over on our ramp at the head of our rampage review, our AW rampage review. So that should be up and available either by now or a little bit after this review goes live. Usually we try to get them up around the same time or one after the other. Um, so check that out. Tomorrow we'll be watching Impact's Victory Road in a chill stream, uh, yeah. watch along. So come hang out if you're going to watch uh, Impact, or if you're not, either way, we'll be hanging out, talking to chat, uh, doing our predictions live during the show. Correct. So that should be a lot of fun as well. Um, so, yeah. Oh, you know what yeah. we'll do? I need to mm. shout out some new patrons. Man, we got some new patrons. Oh, great idea. Listen, if you want, if you like going in raw, if you're in the audio realm, if you like going in raw, but you're not into the ads that we have on the show. Uh, that's totally cool. I get it. You know, some things you want to add free. There's a way you can get this show ad free in the audio realm. Go to goinginraw.supercast.tech for $3 a month. You can get this show ad free. If you want our bonus episodes as well, numbers don't lie. This week, we applied the going in raw math formula to Lita. Uh, I thought it was a really fun episode. Uh, and then earlier we had our Quizzlemania uh, prep that we mm-hmm. did. Uh, mm-hmm. So those are available in the audio realm. And that's $5 a month for ad-free plus bonus episodes at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. want to give a quick shout out here to the new patrons that we got here at the channel. Uh, shout out to John Mackey. Uh, Gustavo, I'm sorry, Gustavo de Menezes, Menezes, apologies for butchering your name, Cold Snacks, and Caleb, thank you very much for your support. We appreciate it. Uh, SmackDown tonight uh, was kind of an oddball show. Got that right. So let's talk about this real quick. So coming up, it was announced on Raw. That we've got the New Day versus mm-hmm. the Bloodline. That's a big yeah. match. It's like a Survivor Series level match. A lot I mean, of people have been asking for that match. Yeah, that's that's, that's one of the the two options that we had in mind potentially for 
Survivor Series involving the WWE and the Universal title, whether it's just Big E versus Roman one-on-one, or if you do the six-man tag, you can have all everybody involved, and then you could have New Day picking up the win without Roman necessarily eating a pit. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and so we it, to try to make heads or tails of how SmackDown was structured, it all has to be through the prism of one or two things. One, the brand split as kind of like a... a, 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 a a real true separation is going bye-bye or they're starting the preparation or and laying down storylines for Survivor Series, which is two months away. So I kind of feel like both are kind of happening, and this is why. So um, Andrew Zarian from the Matt Men mm-hmm. podcast had talked about how WWE is currently trying their darndest to please executives at Fox and USA <clears throat> who both evidently feel that each show is getting some amount of preferential treatment. Uh, for example, SmackDown uh, had the big Madison Square Garden show. They have Becky. They have Brock. Uh, and so they feel like their roster is more stacked than Raw's. So in response to the Madison Square Garden show and potentially Maybe the USA folks not being too happy about, oh, wow, they got a big show. We're giving you a billion dollars. Where's our big show? Not the big show, a big show. He's in AW. Big E comes over from SmackDown, becomes WWE champion in a cash-in against Bobby Lashley. It's advertised. They're trying to fight Monday Night Football. Uh, they did what they could do. So next week on Raw, we're going to get the bloodline from SmackDown over there on Raw. So USA is going to be like, whoa, wait a second. This is like a Survivor Series level match. Or Fox is going to be like, whoa, that was a huge match. What are you going to do to top it? So there's like this weird thing where WWE has to like appease and keep on like elevating their game for each show because each show is getting bigger and bigger and it's making the other network pissed off that their show isn't as big. And so what's what's next is is Brock versus Roman going to ha- happen not at Crown Royal but on the SmackDown before it, you know. Right. You yeah. Know? Um and and so they do that and then at Crown Royal they do it again or something and yeah. then Raw is going to have to respond by saying Brock what did Kayla say tonight on the uh, on the thing Rumors rumors indicate Brock's heading to Raw in the draft. Oh, USA's happy now because they're, they're they're hearing rumors, new rumors, that Brock is heading to Raw. So, dude, we're going to end up with either a soft brand split, much like we saw in the Raw SmackDown Super Shows uh, back in 2010, mm-hmm. 11, whatever, <clears throat> or 13, whatever. Yeah, it's like 13, 14. Yeah. I want to say. So we're going to see that. Um I don't think they're going to completely trash the brand split because they yeah. can't. Their roster is way too big. I I personally think they can if you introduce factions to the equation, and I would if, love for them to do that. Like, if you look at Raw's roster, you're right. If you look at SmackDown's roster, it's pretty... There's not a whole lot. There's not the depth there that is on raw because they've when they always whenever they do the draft they always give raw more people because got the extra hour um it's not that like they use those extra those people for like the extra yeah, hour no. they just use the same five people every week yeah and then everybody else they just have in the 24 7 seat um so i mean it, it, it would it be possible to combine rosters and just have two shows and make it interesting, yes. But what always happened in the Super Show days is that you just have like the same fifteen people on both shows, and it seemed like it was harder for other people who weren't involved in those storylines to get chances on TV. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that maybe you ask Fox and USA. Okay, what if they what if they did this? What if Survivor Series was a title unification show? I don't believe for a second this is going to happen, but maybe if they're sick and tired of having to deal with Fox and USA constantly, this is it's got to reach ahead of some sort. It's got it's got to get to a tipping point of some sort. Although WWE is really good at like pushing problem, kicking problems down the line, right? Yeah, and yeah. dealing with them later, and then they just don't have to deal with them. 
Um, so yeah, the draft is coming up very soon, but who cares about that? What if, uh, because here's the thing, if WWE sends Brock to raw, what's going to stop Fox from saying, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought Brock was on SmackDown, you know, what if survivor series became a title unification? Number one, they only have enough tag teams for one division anyways. Enough good tag teams anyways. Um, if they introduce factions, which they're never going to do, and I don't think anything's going to happen, any of this stuff is going to happen, but they could totally do title unification and uh, and just make it one brand and just use your people better. Introduce stories that don't need titles, mm-hmm. um, like AEW does. And, uh, and you know, you, 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 you unify the Universal and WWE Championship. You just call the Unified WWE cha- Championship again. Um, you keep the raw looking title because that's the best looking title. Yeah. Uh, you know, you unify the the women's title. I mean, it's not like Charlotte needs a title, really. I mean, Becky and Bianca, they're great. You know, you got enough main event level women to have some really interesting stuff going on around that title scene, anyways. Introduce or, a women's mid card title. Yeah, and also as you mentioned, you know, you you got plenty of depth in the women's division. You can have several stories going. That don't even involve the title. The problem is they do not know how to construct stories. They don't know how to do that. it. They and don't it's, know how it's to an do absolute that. shame because I would love I, me personally. This is just something that I, I would prefer to see. I know a lot of people wouldn't, but I think if you manage your personnel better, um, you see how many people AEW is able to fit into their programming every single week. And they have five hours of programming and not. Well, OK, five. They have two, three. I'm sorry. They have three hours of programming versus five hours of programming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think WWE could do it. Uh, oh yeah. But you know they yeah. they they don't know. I don't. They, they don't know how to manage their people. They walk into into the show day of, rip up a script, and figure stuff out. So you get yeah. like tonight's SmackDown. There was like how many recaps on tonight's SmackDown? Tons. 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 It, it, like it. It felt like in a lot of ways the story. That I assume they were trying to tell either to motivate usos roman showing up on raw or or some sort of bloodline new day match at survivor series or both kind of happened in reverse yeah like if they had had Big E showing up on smackdown it's like yeah i know i'm WWE champ but you know smackdown is my home for a number of years i just want to say bye before i go you yeah, know that's yeah. basic enough motivation be literally do, be motivated they literally did that for the new day when they got drafted to raw yeah they showed up the, the next smackdown afterwards and they had a goodbye thing have Big E show up Hey, just saying bye to everybody. Usos attack him. Mm-hmm. That gives him motivation for showing up later on. Roman has his promo. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Instead of Roman has his promo, Biggie just shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and doesn't say a word. He just gets in the ring. Roman holds the title in his face. Finn comes out, and then we have a tag match. When you're sitting here, why? What's motivating this tag match? We have no idea what is motivating this. I mean, like Finn being in the match makes sense against the Usos, but why is Big E there? We just don't know. We well, I I have some speculation. I have some speculation. Um, got uh, an inside guy, my own Wrestling Channel News. New rumor suggests Fox called Vince Gaman and said, "Vince, here, 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 stop, stop with that." I'm talking about storyline, no reason. Yeah, I know. No, there's, there's no, no reason. They, they didn't it. even try to, dude. They didn't even bother to try to explain it. No, they no. didn't. But I was like, why is he here? And then you texted me, and because we were texting back and forth, and you were like, um, what, what, they just called it a championship contenders match. And then I was like, yeah. what? And then he, yeah. they reiterated, oh yeah, they yeah. they might get a shot. And Pat McAfee was even stumbling over. He's like, yeah, maybe they'll get a shot of the tag titles if they win this match. And I'm like, number one, you're instantly making Big E, your new WWE champion, look lower than a WWE champion by being in a championship contenders match for the tag team titles? That it makes you it makes him look weak by doing that. Oh, because it's not motivated by anything. It's not I don't motivated know why by he's anything. there. Why is I don't he know there? Why he's there? And then like the way this match was constructed too, like a good portion of this match, the Usos were dominating. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, and you have Finn who's isolated for the middle portion of the match. It's like, okay, I know he's going to be Demon Balor, whatever. Like, he just put up a, like a pretty competitive effort against Roman a couple of weeks back after getting destroyed by the Usos. And here he's getting pretty much handled by the Usos. 
why should I? I know WWE is not treating him as a serious contender because they already scheduled a match against Roman versus Brock. I know they said, oh, it's going to happen whether if, for the Universal Championship or not. You can't fool me, WWE. I know it's going to be for the Universal Championship. Like if, when the company is already looking past Finn Balor to this other match, like why should I be invested in it in the least? Because of the demon, he's an attraction. Yeah, dude, it, this thing, it just has, you know, given that we read the preview earlier today, it was, um, will Roman survive the night with Brock and the demon both coming after him? And there was nothing in there about Big E, you know, and demon and, and Finn Balor teaming up. And it just smacks. It just sounds so much like Fox called Vince and said, hey, so wait, one of our SmackDown guys is now WWE champion. Well, can you put him on the show too? Vince is like, well, he's a raw guy now. Well, yeah, but we gave you a billion dollars. Can you put him on the show? Like, I mean, that's that's the problem. It's like now you're just at the whims of these networks and you have to work your creative around what they want. And I there I honestly think, dude, it it seems clear as day. And I know this sounds so naive and like why I mean, we've known this, but it's like they they don't they don't care. <laughs> like they don't they just don't care. I, I, I just believe at this point that it's like well, you just get through week to week. You we could give you some really cool moments. Well, here's the thing. I I, I don't disagree. stumble into success. Yeah, I don't disagree with you that they don't care. I don't know if it's continually they don't care. Obviously putting interesting stories out on TV on a weekly basis is not even a top five priority for them, it doesn't feel like. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So you know, if if they have to appease their broadcast po- partners, um, if they have to uh, uh, pop ratings because of that, but also manage talent and who goes where and who shows up at what show and all that, that probably takes priority. Plus, you got to provide moments to pop ratings, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. motivated by story or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like they maybe the situation they find themselves in, they can't even look at what's coming ahead and think. Well, we can't plan anything because we might have to send this person here for a couple of weeks to do this and, yeah. and 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 whatnot. You know, we mentioned I think on the raw recap that you know the I use the analogy of WWE being a juggler. They got so many balls in the air they're trying to manage. And they're barely holding it together. Well, if they need to 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 you know pluck a, a moment out of the air, they can maybe motivate motivate for, with some semblance of story that they made something they made did five years ago or seven mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah then they'll pluck that out of the air and use it for the moment. But so often when they do these moments, there's no follow through or they haven't put in the, the work to build to that moment. At the end, it just kind of feels like, okay, that moment happened, but it feels kind of hollow. Yeah. Like yeah, I look sure. back at, at Nikki ASH cash in and win the title. Yeah. Is it was a cool moment. Yeah. Because we love, we love Nikki. She's yeah. great. Yeah. And it, you know, like WWE getting by on, on, the 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 fans goodwill towards their performers instead of building stories and making moments that are cool because of that absolutely huge moment because they're a culmination of a story and that makes sense and is logical yeah just don't do it yeah and it's just it's the thing is like when you throw in an extra an extra wrench in the situation Getting a lot of followers right now are we getting rated right now holy crap evil uno rated us what is up Holy and moly, look at that. New Legacy rated us too. Oh my gosh, what's up everybody? Thank you so much. Wow. I heard that they were all doing charity, like these huge charity streams today. What is up everybody? Welcome to the show. We're talking about SmackDown. Not nearly as important what you guys were doing today. Congratulations on your incredibly successful yes. charity stream. Raised over, Callie Jester says, just raised over 100,000 Canadian. Raised wow. $81,000. That is so awesome. Congratulations. That That is is absolutely fantastic. Oh, my gosh. We've got two. We've got a lot of people. We've got 2,800 people here. Welcome, (laughs) Raiders. Welcome to Going In Raw. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Holy moly. Y'all ready to talk about SmackDown? (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about some SmackDown. I guess we just dive right into it. (laughs) We're talking about the weirdness of uh, Fox and USA battling over WWE superstars and how I just think that, like, Man, going for as if WWE programming wasn't weird enough, as if it wasn't weird enough, it's going to get even more weird 
because now you're going to have like this soft brand split where Fox and USA are calling, hey, Vince, why isn't this guy showing up on my program? We give you a billion dollars. And Vince is going to be like, okay, fine. We'll just put him over there. Why are we putting him over there? What is it? Why? Because USA, no, storyline wise. What does it matter? They're wrestlers. Just let them wrestle. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Crazy yeah. stuff. What is up, yes. everybody? Oh, Hi, my everybody. goodness. Hi, everybody. Uh, Maggie gifted a bunch of subs. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Man, crazy stuff over here on the Twitch. This is what you're missing if you're not here on the Twitch. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Oh, Kelly Ka- Jester with the sub, too. Thank oh, you so much. And Captain Iron Spider. What a great name. That is a great name. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, look at this. Super Volteca shouting out 10 for the win. Remember we used to do a show called 10 for the win back in the day? Yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that, yes. Yeah, it's, that's a long time coming. Anyways, let's go ahead and hit the notes and uh, and talk about SmackDown. Uh, dude, this was Roman opens SmackDown, kind of. And uh, we're six minutes into the episode. Yeah. We're six minutes into the episode. And Roman is still walking to the ring. And we're still just chock full of recaps. Yeah. So yeah. he's just moseying yeah. on down. Six minutes in. Uh, Cole says we got a universal title match at Crown Royal, uh, but things could change. Uh, Roman gets in the ring, says Knoxville. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. And we will acknowledge. Holy moly. Look, we got like we're got a crazy hype train going on right now. Oh, my goodness. Thank you gracious. so much. Everybody. Thank you, everybody. Uh, and so, yeah, he says, wise man talking to Paul Heyman says, educate these people on how to properly acknowledge me because they didn't, they did not acknowledge the tribal chief. They were no. booing him. In fact, and Heyman goes on this long thing says, uh, he says, I've acknowledged Roman Reigns since he was, but a boy, he takes no Sabbath ducks, no challengers. That's such a great line. Takes no Sabbath. Uh, it means it doesn't take any breaks. Uh, Roman defends the position of being your tribal chief every moment of every day of every year, of every month, et cetera, et cetera. He says, because the tribal chief fears no man, no beast, no demon, but they all fear Roman Reigns. And he sort of some, but in summary, he says, at Madison Square Garden, I saw fear in Brock Lesnar's eyes. Mm-hmm. And then Big E comes out. It's like, oh, cool. He's going to confront the tribal chief, maybe bid him adieu, uh, mm-hmm. all the teasing he was giving Roman Reigns. Uh, but, but no, instead, uh, Finn Balor comes out. It's like, oh, wow, we're going to have a big standoff and they're going to say their pieces. Um, 
No, although Big E did have a statement uh, of of in his uh, ring gear or his his it was a shout out oh, to the Fuji's album. Yeah, the Fuji's album, the score. It was amazing. It was amazing. Beautiful. The back of his of his jacket had the New Day in the same kind of pose as the album cover. It was awesome. Uh, moving on, so yeah, we had um, the Big E and uh, Finn Balor versus the Usos, and as you stated, uh, Cole was like, "This is a championship contenders match." I'm like, well, "Why?" Why? Not every match has to be a championship contenders match. Here's the thing. If they had motivated this match with Big E get attacked by the Usos and, and he he finds uh, a partner in Finn Balor willing to fight the Usos because it benefits Finn Balor, that makes sense. It doesn't have to be a championship contender match then. It's just Big E, Usos beat me up, I want to beat them up. Finn Balor, hey, it benefits you to try to take out the Usos and advance your match against Roman Reigns for the Universal title. You want to yeah. be my partner? Sure. Yeah. And it doesn't take any time at all to motivate that. You could open up, dude. You could listen. You could open up SmackDown. What if Finn Balor is like in the shadows somewhere because he's about to do his transformation thing for that cheesy promo later on, and then Big E comes up to him, and they're like, "Hey, you don't even need to say anything. It's just like, hey, we got a mutual foe." And then they make their way, and it's like, "Oh, these guys are coming to wrap up some business." You know, Big E, uh, he's got some business to take care, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, it's just, oh, we got a championship contenders match. It's funny because you could do the same stuff, but, like, take the smallest, smallest steps to motivate it, and they just don't care about it. It's it, the most basic tenets of storytelling. It's crazy. They don't do that. Anyways, uh, so uh, they do. This sort of felt like a house show match. Biggie and Finn hit Coup de Gras and Big Ending at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, we've got Roman backstage. To get the win. To get the win. To get the win. Sorry, yes, to get the win. Uh, Roman asked uh, Paul Heyman if there's anything he needs to know. And Paul's like, look, I know what you're getting at. I had no idea Brock Lesnar was coming to Madison Square Garden. He was like, why would he make up this false narrative that I knew about him coming to SummerSlam? Brock is dealing for the first time ever with fear. He says, that's how I know he fears you because of this false narrative he's creating. Roman says he fears me. So is he going to show up at Extreme Rules? Paul Heyman's like, no. And Roman says, how do you know? And he says, well, if he fears you, he wouldn't dare show up. And he says, I don't pay. He says, I'm under the impression that if he fears you. And Roman says, I don't pay you to be under the impression. I pay you to know in advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Next, we had Rick Boogs taking on Robert Roode. As soon as this match was announced, he knew exactly who was going to win. And it was Rick Boogs. Uh, Would you have known that this was going to happen in all of... Two, yeah, because all go, of Boog's this, mac- matches are really short. Did this go two minutes? Maybe. Like, Rude got a little bit of offense in the beginning. He goes for a glorious DDT. Uh, Boog's escapes that, puts him on his shoulders, squats him, hits a slow and drop, uh, a couple exploder suplexes, a clothesline, a bulldog, pump handle slam to get the win. So then Boog's and Nakamura are, are, are rocking out and celebrating here to commentary. Commander Aziz comes in, blasts Nakamura with a kick. Uh, Aziz throws Boogs into the ring steps. Uh, Apollo Crews then rams Nakamura into the ring steps, and then he and, and Aziz toss Nakamura into the uh, Apollo uh, announce table as well. Apollo Crews grabs the mic, uh, asks the crowd, "Is this Nakamura your king, or is he? Sorry, is he Nakamura your king?" He says, uh, "He's made a mockery of the Intercontinental Title, and I am here to demand a rematch." Um. <clears throat> After that, we had a Kevin Owens interview. Can, should we just so you know how you and I have had a little bit of difficulty uh, re- making the transition, the switch from Daniel Bryan to Brian Danielson? Should we just start referring to this man as Kevin Steen? Larson, it's happening. This dude, look, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen can cut a promo in his sleep better than 90% of the people on the roster. Thousand percent. Yeah. This was a promo that he cut in his sleep because he. This was clearly just on the spot, uh, <clears throat> saying what he thinks the script probably wanted him to say, or the bullet points. Yeah, yeah. he said. He said, "I'm sick of happy Cor- happy Corbin. Uh, I'm mad. I'm furious. Two weeks ago, Corbin came on my show, invited his idiot friend on, cheap shotted me. After all that, after I had tried to help him, even though I knew he was a piece of trash." but I'm going to use that as fuel to beat him down and turn his smile upside down. We're not going to have happy Corbin. We're going to have happy Kevin. Kevin Steen, ladies and gentlemen. This dude is on cruise. 
Cruise Control to AEW. Perhaps. perhaps. So <laughs> that, that match was supposed to happen next. Kevin Owens versus uh, Happy Corbin. Uh, Owens is making his way down the ring during his entrance. Corbin just lays him out, choke slams him on the apron. We don't get the match after all. Match doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Cruise Control to AEW backstage. Uh, Kayla. Uh, hey, Kayla. Uh, surprises, accosts Paul Heyman. And he's like, ooh. And uh, she says, hey, uh, Paul, uh, new rumor suggests uh, Brock Lesnar might be heading to Raw in the draft. Do you, is he aware of this? What a trolley question. And Paul's <laughs> like, uh, what's more laughable? You thinking you have sources? You don't have sources. Did they tell you? Did your sources tell you I'm still Brock Lesnar's advocate? What did he call her? A sap- sapiosexual uh, uh, flirtation with him? I have I have not heard that that I think that means before. you love somebody exclusively for their mind. Gotcha. I think that's what that means. Somebody can maybe explain that or, or better in the chat. I don't know. He says, Stop flirting with me. You keep poke, 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 poking me. Leave me alone. And uh he starts to leave. Biggie's right behind him. Uh he shows him the title and Heyman says, You know what? Congratulations. He says, of all the people on SmackDown brand to become WWE champion, you are the one, and I applaud you because you realize you never would have successfully cashed in on your tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And Big E says, I guess we'll see when I face your boy at Survivor Series. But will your boy be Roman or Brock Lesnar? Or will it be Finn Balor? And then the Usos come in and attack Big mm-hmm. E. Yep. And then uh, they stand over him, and then Roman just kind of walks by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just walks off. Uh, next, we have Seth Rollins in one of the most amazing suits I have ever seen. It was silver. It was metallic. He had shoes that matched. Uh, and he comes out right after the, the segment where uh, Big E got beat up by the Usos. The first thing he says is like, oh, someone should help. Someone should help Big E out. Yeah. Like very earnest, you know, felt very <laughs> earnest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he says on to more important things, and he goes on talk about his, his match against Edge last week, one of the best or the greatest matches of his career. Uh, how it felt stomping Edge to finish it. Um, he says he heard a pop. He felt the crunch. He described it as as like when you step on a cockroach, but you aren't sure exactly what you stepped on. But you mm-hmm. feel that crunch. And you know there's going to be something lifeless, a lifeless body underneath. And he throws the video. The match comes back. And he goes, "Yeah, I know it's difficult to watch." says, I understand why the fans are booing, but I got a question to ask. The same question I've been asking myself all week. What did you think was going to happen? He calls it one of the greatest wins of his career, and he didn't get to enjoy it because when he walked backstage, everybody was was, was getting him side-eye, you know? Mm. Uh, everybody was judging him. People are on social media calling him a monster. And WB said what, what he did went too far. He's like, I used a legal move in a legal match and used it. And the same way I have majority of my career to win matches. So really, how did I go too far? He says Edge was one who went too far. He's a family man. He knew the risks. Still got in the ring with them. But you know who's to blame? Take a guess, Steve. Uh, the people. all the, Everybody the fans, there. Yes. He said, look to everybody your left. There. Look to your right. Look in the mirror. And uh, it's all it's all you you people. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he says, you are the ones that goaded Edge into goading me. He says, now if I'm the monster... Uh, now that I am the monster, if the fans don't like that, you're not going to like this. I'm not done with you, Edge. I like that he brought up NXT. He said on NXT, Beth said that Edge was at home recuperating. So if he's at home, it means he's watching now. And so he says, uh, Edge, you know what I'm capable of. Oh, sorry. If you're capable of getting back in the ring. Uh, hold on. Oh, sorry. Seth asked Edge if he's capable of getting back in the ring, either physically or emotionally. He says, I saw the look in your eyes when they loaded you into the ambulance. It was a look of fear. And for one second... Seth says, I actually felt sorry for Edge, and that feeling has been eating me alive, and I can't live with myself feeling sorry for someone like Edge. i got to move on, and I can't do that until I finish Edge. I either beat the life out of you in front of your family, or Edge, you crawl back to this ring and we dance one more time. He says, for my own sanity, I have to finish Edge one way or the other. It was long, but it was all really good stuff. Seth is doing career work right now. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. sort of overshadowed because Roman's doing career work right now as well. And uh, there there are some cool things happening, Big East champion. But, like, Seth is doing – his character work is – his performances are marvelous. Mm-hmm. Just marvelous. They are so good. 
And I feel like he's not getting the credit that he really deserves right now. And yeah. I, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because he's on the same brand with Roman. That could be. And it's not like a title scene situation, but yeah, 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 yeah. He is doing absolutely spectacular work right truly, now. Truly, he's doing awesome, um, awesome work. After that, we had uh, Tony Storm. Oh, there's and... a Becky interview. There's a Becky interview. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't write anything down about this. So she just says, uh, she's asked about momentum, and she says momentum is a tricky thing. It'll keep going until it meets an opposing force. And uh, she says Bianca had momentum until you know her and I met at SummerSlam. She says extreme rules run the same way, but tonight. It's Bianca's night. It's her homecoming. And she just kind of says to herself, I've never been to a homecoming. I might have to check it out. Ooh. Uh, after that, we had Tony Storm, Liv Morgan Gosh, versus Carmella match. and Zelina Vega. Tony Storm is a throwback. Ooh, she's an 80s child. Wow. Like, was she this born in like the 90s? So fr- <laughs> yeah. Her mom loved the 80s rock. So she does too. So, hey, we're at 69 subs. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. So uh, this match was very short and it had a ridiculous ending. Uh, the only good that came out of it is that Liv Morgan and Carmella have a match at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. But like I, I this, the finish this frustrated me partially because it was just so short. It was like two minutes they were in there. So what happens is like Liv Morgan does the thing where she kind of like bend someone back and then boots him into the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. She did that to Carmella and Carmella went face first into the, into the turnbuckle and started complaining that her, she broke her nose. Yeah. And she just walks out and Zelina Vega, like, I don't still really understand why Zelina and Carmella are friends when they're going in that whole feud and leap to, uh, 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 uh Sasha's match against, uh, uh, Bianca. Like they were fighting with each other the whole time. Yeah. And now suddenly they're on the same page. I don't get it. Anyways, yeah. So Carmella gets counted out. Zelina's like totally fine with it. It's just frustrating. Like they got to do better with this. This is from a creative standpoint. It's not good. It's terrible. It's not actually terrible. It's, it's It's terrible. It's the thinnest, weakest, like thrown together at the last second. Like it's just so bad. A child, a child could come up with better stuff than this. It's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. So Liv gets on the mic and she, she apologizes very sarcastically. For breaking Carmella's nose, she says, "Actually, I'm not sorry at all. I'm tired of Carmella running her mouth and running away." She says, "I challenge you to match extreme rules, but if you accept, I'm gonna make you look as hideous on the outside as you do on the inside." Mm-hmm. Um, and before we hear whether Carmella accepts or not, we get a Street Profits promo. They're hyping up Bianca returning home to Knoxville, the celebration tonight, um, and uh, you know, celebration comes food. Uh, Dawkins is talking about how they're hungry for the tag titles and uh, Ford says yep the Usos are about to lose those tag championships we get to hear Carmella's answer so they're back in the trainer's room Carmella Zelina Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville so we we we, we open the thing and, and Vega's like yeah your nose is fine you're totally fine <laughs> and then Carmella says yeah I'll accept Liv's challenge and then uh, Zelina says yeah but Liv has to go through me first yeah, like she's what zero and three or something, zero and four, if, maybe more than that. She yeah. hasn't won a match, I think, since since she's been back on SmackDown. <laughs> uh, then we had Finn Balor with oh, that was the, so frustrating. the third iteration of uh, what the demon is. It's a third origin story. Yeah. It's his third origin story. Yeah, we had the uh, the demon king. But what was it? What was it before? Yeah, it was like it was based on it was based on like lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. And then he had another one in NXT. Uh, when he returned and then he's got this one here and he said uh, everyone wants to know where the demon came from well all I have to do is watch old episodes of WWE he says I wasn't born into a bloodline I was born into a family of railroad workers but I clawed and scratched and here I am the demon comes from the inside the demon is everyone who disrespected me it unlocks a rage in me that can't be controlled yeah he says I don't summon the demon dummy the demon summons me I'm getting my uh uh my uh, voice is mixed up here. He says yeah. the bloodlines disrespect adds fuel to the fire. The fire inside me burns hotter than the fires around me. You're looking at Finn Balor, the challenger at extreme rules. You'll see the face of the demon, the next universal champion. And then they do this really cheesy where he's like the demon and Pat McAfee's like, Whoa, did you see that? Like Pat McAfee like flips his lid and Cole says, yeah, you could be looking at the face, of the new universal champion. It's like, 
Did you not see that, Cole? Like, in kayfabe, shouldn't you be really freaked out? You just saw a totally. man transform into demon with a really cheap visual? Uh, after that, they announced that uh, New Day versus the Bloodlines happening, not a Survivor Series, but at Raw. So this next bit was really great. So Sonya's on the phone uh, backstage. Naomi walks up to her and says, all right, get off the phone, Sonya. Says, I've been patient. I've been waiting. When is my match? And Sonya again says, oh, sorry, been busy. Come back next week. And Naomi's like, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm uh, two-time, I believe, SmackDown was champion. Uh, you know, I, I've been here longer than you have. I deserve to be here. I'm not going to quit. One way or another, I'm getting my match. Mm -hmm. And she's right up in Sonya's she's face. Ba yeah, she backs her down up against like whatever the road case stuff was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like this from Naomi. I thought this was good. Do you think this is going to get Sonya back into in the ring? It could. I think a really good feud between Naomi and Sonya with some long matches that actually mean something and some twists and turns in the story resulting in Naomi joining the bloodline. I think that'd be great. Would be great. Uh, they announced during the next match between Dominic Mysterio and Sami Zayn that uh, Naomi had been fined due to her actions in the yeah. previous segment. Yeah, bullying is not acceptable, apparently. Insubordination, I believe, was was the, the offense. Right. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's see here after that we had Sammy Zayn versus Dominic Mysterio I was getting some tacos during this I didn't really worry about it because I've seen this match already Larson but what was the finish so uh, Ray comes and joins uh, commentary during the match but he spends just as much time uh, yelling instructions to Dom as he does commenting on the match what the hell and so Dom's doing doing. he gets you know he, he, he uh, Sammy has the advantage for a bit but eventually Dom gets some offense in after he trips up Sammy when he's on the ropes so Sammy gets crossed over the top rope. Uh, he gets a bunch of offense in. Dom counters a blue thunder bomb into a head scissors. It looks great. Ooh, nice. He hits a, tor a tornado DT, gets a two. And so Dom drop kicks Sammy into the ropes. He hits a 619. And so Ray's yelling at him, go to the top, go to the top, go to the top. So Dom's going to the top. He's taking some, some offense, so he's not moving as quickly as maybe he normally would. And Ray's yelling at him, go faster. You have to go faster. Get up there. Do it. Go faster. So Dom goes for the frog splash. Sammy gets his knees up and then rolls up Dom for the win. And Ray's upset again. And it's like, this is a situation where I feel like Dom was moving probably just about as quickly as he could. It wasn't like he was like really moving slowly. Yeah. Yeah. He was just getting up there. Dom should have turned on Ray at SummerSlam. Uh-huh. Like they're just dragging this out way too long. Are they, you think they're getting a cold feet about turning Dom? They're they're not into the maybe they'll split them. How boring would that be if they're just split up at the draft? Oh. Wouldn't that be so boring? Because uh, they probably for whatever well, reason want to keep worst Dom face. thing. The worst thing, turn Dom heel, and then split them up at the draft, like we saw with Heavy Machinery, where they turned Tucker heel on Otis, split them up at the draft. So there's no resolution to it whatsoever. Now here's what you do. This is the worst. This is the worst worst thing. Turn Dom heel. A week before the draft, split him up at the draft. There's no resolution. When he shows up on Raw, he's back to face Dom. Okay, that would be worse. <laughs> that and and here's the thing, that's most likely. Yeah, that is the most likely situation. Yeah. Uh, after that, there was a really <laughs> lovely Bianca Belair uh, returns home video package. Um, uh, you know, she goes to her school, her hometown, et cetera, et cetera. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, failing Mayor Glenn Jacobs comes out. Of course, Kane, known as Kane in the WWE. Bianca uh, says, Becky might have caught me at SummerSlam, but I've always clawed back to the top. So at Extreme Rules, 
uh, I'm going to take back my title. Kane says, okay, so here's the deal. After you win back your championship at Extreme Rules, come back. We'll have a huge celebration in your honor. But speaking of honors, it is my honor to present you with a key to our, uh, to our county, to Knox County. And uh, Becky Lynch uh, then comes out and says, Kane lied to you. You're not going to be champion after Extreme Rules. But you can be the champion of these people. You can be Knox County champion. And uh, Bianca says, you're standing here, but you don't even go here. And the crowd starts chanting along, you don't go here, you don't go here. And uh, Becky says, you know, SummerSlam was my night. Extreme Rules is going to be my night, but tonight is your night. I came to show you respect. You got all these little girls and boys that look up to you. I'm trying to shake you, and I want to shake your hand. I'm giving you respect. And she's like, come on, come on. Bianca's hesitant, obviously, because, you know, she don't want to be sucker punched again. Uh, (laughs) But Bianca, on guard, she does. But then Becky tries to let go and walk away, and she doesn't let go. And so uh, Becky uh, tries to attack uh, Bianca. Why why does it say here in my notes, Becky tries to hit K? Oh, she tries to hit Bianca. No, Bianca tries to hit a KOD. Becky gets out of that, hits a manhandle. Yeah, yeah. So Becky takes takes a swing after Bianca won't let let go of the, the, the grip from the handshake. Becky takes a swing. Yeah, Bianca Ducks goes for KOD. Yeah. Oh, man. Thunder Rosa was at GCW tonight. I could have been there. Could have. I could have been there. I was looking forward to that. But you know what, man? Safety comes first, man. I can't yep. be in a room full of screaming yep. people. Nope. Anyways, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Sure. She was in the crowd in makeup. That is hilarious. That's great. Uh, let's see here. Man, so many gifted subs. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, everybody. That was so thank nice. You, Once we're you. done so with the actual, with the questions we'll and the, we'll, and we'll the yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get, get through a bunch of these. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see here. First up, I got a thread up here on the Patreon, and David Matushek says, uh, do you think the law of diminishing returns may be setting in on Roman Reigns' title reign? No law. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't well, know. I think, what it's, uh, I, th- I think it's been pretty good. I think it's been pretty good. I don't know what that means. Anthony R says, "Is the Tony Storm Wild Child '80s gimmick getting over with you guys?" <laughs> Given that Cole just said it tonight, it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't yeah, mean it doesn't anything. Mean what are they gonna do? License some Motley Crew? <laughs> what are they? Yeah, they're not gonna do any of that. No. So it doesn't mean anything. It's not even no. it's not even a gimmick. Uh Callie Jester, do you think Seth moving to Raw would be better for him? No. I I mean, I I I appreciate this is actually a situation where they are kind of taking the Cedic route to the eventual Roman Seth feud because prior to his match against Edge, Seth was like I'm going for the universal title. It's time for me to do that now. And now he's kind of getting sidetracked with his edge stuff. And once that story is through, I'm sure he will come back around to to wanting to uh, have a match against Roman. Feels like Seth versus Roman at uh, at the Royal Rumble might be the thing, right? I mean, because you got Maybe. Big E at uh, Survivor Series. You got uh, Crown Royal with Brock. You got Finn up next. After that, December, who knows? But January. Um, yeah, could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, White Brown, even though NXT isn't involved with the draft, which man and woman uh, would you like to see get drafted to Maine? I get NXT? the feeling it's going to be a bit different. I, I get the feeling there, there's got to be a couple people that so. get people drafted. drafted up. They got to they gotta unload some of these 1.0. LA Knight. LA Knight's probably. Yeah. What number is he going to? He's going to be like, he's going to be announced on Twitter or on TV? Twitter. Oh. Um, which I think from the women's division. Foretold legend. You go ahead and think about that. Foretold legend says, do you think at Crown Royal that Heyman will betray Roman, costing him and crowning Lesnar as the universal champion? No, I don't think Crown Royal is. Crown Royal is like, on, it's like sort of kayfabe, or it's, I'm sorry, sort of canon. It's mostly canon, you know, but it's like, do they, yeah, I guess they do kind of mention the greatest Royal Rumble sometimes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But... I don't know if they're going to mention that because didn't Daniel Bryan have like a huge performance of the greatest Royal? It's like Daniel Bryan and Braun Strowman were the no, two. No, they did. They there. did. They mentioned uh, the subsequent Royal Rumbles. They they would mention that the longest anybody's ever been in the Rumble was Daniel Bryan at the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, but now? That's well, what I'm that's asking. 
that has nothing to do with whether Greatest Royal Rumble is canon or not. It has more to do with Brian, Daniel Bryan not being in the company anymore. I no, no, I know, but you know how they they can selectively decide what's canon mm-hmm. and what's not canon. Like up to this point, yeah, it's been canon, but like come next Royal Rumble, if they want to talk about who's had the longest time in a Royal Rumble, Greatest Royal Rumble is not going to matter. It's not going to count anymore. Oh, probably not. Yeah, for that reason, yeah. Uh, let's see. Zoe Kinrana says that line about Tony being a big fan of '80s music gave me a flashback to Alistair fighting for the blue collar worker. It's just, it's just vomit that they spit out. Just absolute I nonsense. Know. Absolute nonsense that doesn't mean anything. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, John Elite, when Roman beats Finn and Brock, Extreme Rules and Crown Royal, respectively, who's next to try and take the title from him? So let's let's try to book it out. So if they do champ versus champ, neither title will be on the line, but it'll be a, a biggie versus Roman. Yeah. And then December, that's a probably bit. TLC. I wonder if they'll do this. What if they do this? So we got Bloodline versus Usos coming up on next Raw. week on Raw, yeah. right? Yeah. If you do Big E versus Roman, but you wonk the finish, you could revisit Bloodline versus Usos at the December pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and that'll be done with. You have mm-hmm. Seth in December. Oh, I'm sorry, Seth at the Rumble. The Rumble. And then for Mania, Drew. Maybe. Is Drew Maybe. a big enough name for Mania? Goldberg? Goldberg at Mania? Goldberg versus Roman would be a huge match. Yeah. I don't want to so. see it. I don't want to see it. Like I said, there's only one, maybe two matches I want to see uh, Goldberg have. And what about against Big E and maybe Matt Riddle? What if instead of Drew going over to SmackDown, what if it's Bobby that goes to SmackDown? Bobby versus Roman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lashley, that's what I meant. Uh, Maddie, Daddy, do you think AEW is going to let Archer Suzuki versus Mox Kingston get bloody and extremely violent in their oh, lights out match? Is it yeah. a lights out match? I didn't know oh, it was yeah. a lights out match, but oh my goodness, yes, absolutely, a hundred thousand percent, yes, yeah. million percent. It's going to be yeah. nasty, bloody. Cold snacks. I noticed you gifted a bunch of subs earlier. Thank you so much. We'll end on Thank this question: so How long does Biggie retain for? I hope at least through Mania. I Same. hope he gets to re- I hope he gets to hold the belt through WrestleMania. I hope he gets to successfully retain at Mania. Same. I agree. I agree. Okay, we'll answer some more of these questions and shout out our new subs mm-hmm. uh, in a few moments. But for the podcast, thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hopefully, you'll join us tomorrow on the Twitch for Impact Victory Road. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.